talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! talking to you about something that is really important to all of us as humans um and it's applicable for goals that you have for things you're working on things you're struggling with um it just it's a part of a lot of things that we do and it's rest i actually been reading a book or i finished it it's a book called burnout and in there they talk about how uh, we need to rest like pretty much 42% of our time alive as humans. <laughs> Wait, what? 42%, guys. That, and goes, that goes against every American value I think I've probably ever learned. <laughs> so if you don't do the 42% now, it'll. Uh, that doesn't mean you're sleeping that whole time, but sleeping is 33% of it-ish, right? Um, but it'll catch up to you if you don't. It'll kind of find you, I think. So... Um, yeah, I mean, what when you when your all your stuff came to a head, you were working pretty hard, and oh, not yeah. giving yourself a lot of time to rest. Yeah, for right? sure, for sure. My body was like, "Hey, uh, it's time, whether you like it or not." <laughs> yeah. So what we're talking about today is rest, recovery, how it leads to self discovery, um, and you know, th- this episode is kind of an idea baby from some of the stuff that Danny's read and this book that I finished recently called Wintering. And the first line that in the book, it says some winters happen in the sun. And I love this idea because, um, you know, and what, and basically what she says in the book is that everybody winters at one time or another, some winter over and over again. And I'm going to explain what this is, but it's, you know, it's basically a period of rest. We have, I would say, induced periods of rest whether we you know we can choose them we can resist them or whatnot but I love how she words it in the book it's really beautiful and poetic Um, so the idea is that we may not choose our winters but we can decide how we experience them right so we might have a phase of our life where rest is necessary and even though we can't always choose when that happens we actually can still choose how to experience them we can push back and try to force our summer regimens during the winter time, but what do plants and animals do? Do you see bears out roaming around foraging looking for salmon, or are they, you know, hibernating, um, restoring, recovering, or doing, you know, whatever it is that they do, hibernating? <laughs> you know, like I think we have, I think we can learn a lot from our natural environment, right? They don't fight it, they don't pretend it's not happening. They don't make it mean that they did something wrong. When we have these periods of time where our body needs us to relax and recover, it it doesn't mean there's like a weakness, right? It's a fact of life. Resting is a fact of life. It's inevitable. And these plants and animals adapt and perform extraordinary acts of metamorphosis to make it through their winters. And I think as humans, we kind of just forget this. It's like conditioned out of us. Yeah. Yeah, I one of the things I liked from that book I read, Burnout, is they talked about how 
you know, there's that saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, and so they're like, okay, so if you get hit by a car and you're in the hospital and you recover and you come out stronger, is it getting hit by the car that made you stronger? No. Then their point is, it's not that part, it's it's the rest afterward that mm. makes you stronger. Yeah. And resting actually makes you stronger so that's just a different way a lot of times i think when we think that we need rest at least for me like i make it mean that i'm weak sometimes right, right? But, yeah but what if it's actually something it's, it's like a strength yeah like a superpower yeah because a lot of us you know we dream of this life of eternal summers and because we aren't taught to recognize and acknowledge that winters will unfailingly come when they do come, we see it as an embarrassment. And then we take this entirely ordinary part of our life experience and we hide it, right? And then not only are we isolated in our winters, we promulgate this idea that it should be hidden, right? And I think it's just kind of cool to think about like plants and animals dropping into impending winters and like, you know, noticing what happens, right? They adapt and they you know, in the book it says they carry out acts of brutal efficiency and vanish from sight, but that's where the transformation occurs. Winter is not the death of a life cycle, but it's crucible. And I just think that's so beautiful because, you know, what would be different if we were just more open and engaged to our winters that we go through? I like it. I remember just personal experience when... I was really struggling with anxiety and depression, um, and it felt kind of unmanageable for me at that time. And I was, you know, I felt like I was either really amped up with anxiety, right, or really down and depressed. And the way it, it felt to me is that my body was like in this anxiety mode, fight or flight mode, so much of the time, so constantly that then it would just like wear out and go mm-hmm. into kind of depression mode as yeah. a result of that. And anyway, I you know, I used to think there was something wrong with me for being depressed <laughs> and uh and then that makes you feel more depressed, right? <laughs> and then you feel you think something's wrong with you for even feeling even more depressed and then it just kind of spirals down, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I've I talked to a lot of people who do the same thing. But then something that I like to think about is if our feelings drive, like the think-feel-act cycle, right? If the feelings help drive what we do in our life, um, how might some of these emotions that we have actually just be helping us try to rest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and depression, I think, can be one of those, or sadness. Like those, th- those ones kind of like slow you down in mm-hmm. my experience. And so rather than have all these judgments about it, like, oh, I'm depressed, something must be wrong, or make it mean that something's going wrong or going to go wrong, right? Um, Rather than that, what if we kind of look for maybe the value in it? Like, hey, is my body trying to just, like, make sure I get some rest here? Yeah, and I think it's kind of interesting. You'll have to tell me what your thoughts are, but I like thinking about the idea that it might take less energy to accept your winters or accept those, you know, sensations or cues from your body, just to accept what is rather than fight and resist them. 
Oh, absolutely. So, like, when you notice depression coming <clears> on, <throat> do you feel like that was something that you would resist? Or, yeah, like, what did, what did you notice? Yeah, absolutely. Back then, I was resisting all sorts of emotions. And I still do. Um, it's kind of an ongoing practice, but compared to how things used to be, mm-hmm. um, I spend so much less time resisting here, uh, resisting now, and it takes way less energy, right? And, and I mean, interestingly, that's... like it never resisting it never made it go away. It exactly. just waited and was like, and if anything, it keeps it around <laughs> longer instead of kind of let things flow through mm-hmm. and process and. And then I think part of the anxiety that I had going on had to do with all the resisting that I was doing toward my emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's a common thing with anxiety. Is um, it, it? I think it's always worth asking if you're experiencing anxiety. Um, is it from you resisting feeling a feeling in that moment that you're just trying not to feel? Yeah, it's a really helpful question. I think. Yeah. Another thing that um, Catherine May says in her book, she says, once we stop wishing, winter can be a glorious season when the world takes on a sparse beauty. It's a time for rest or reflection and recuperation. And, you know, for me personally, when Danny got sick and stopped working over five years ago, I believe that was over five years ago. Wow. It's come by fast. Wowza. I think of it, for me, it was like a surprise frost and it kind of shocked my system. And, you know, me going into my own winter, what it did for me is it did help me cut the fat out of my life. Things that mattered in the past had mattered, stopped mattering. Things that weren't even on my radar became the most important, aka, AKA, I don't know why I said aka, but like survival became the most important. My husband's survival, my survival, my kid's survival, and that just like that prior that reprioritization not that it wasn't there it just wasn't quite on the radar um, what's a what's a surprise for us is that like when your grandma plants all her flowers with the weather getting nice and then it like gets frosty one day no, and no, kills no. the flowers you, you wouldn't well i guess that could be it but i would i would think a surprise frost frost would be it coming early in the fall right oh like it can start earlier like before you pick the apples or before you you know like a quick frost maybe it could happen after too springtime oh yeah that does happen too like a late one yeah yeah that happens too so yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so you know and when i think about it like this was not you know if you would have told me like you're gonna come out of this stronger and happier i'd have been like leave me alone like don't talk to me about that right now i just need some help but Looking back, you know, hindsight, I have come out stronger, happier, lighter, and more connected to myself than ever. And when I look back at my body, you guys, my body did some amazing things. It grew with me. It shrunk with me. It was the artifice that allowed me to do everything I did, working, keeping kids alive, like those late nights, those early mornings. It was there for all the ugly cries. It was there to help me recognize the truth it was there to call out the lies it was there for me and you know my brain a physical organ of my body was also like during my wintering was creating these new neural pathways and thanks to coaching my brain brought me peace and I found peace even before maybe this quote-unquote wintering ended right because I remember thinking my winter can't end until 
these external things happen in the world, but because of my brain and because of thought work and because of coaching, I found that peace in my internal environment before what I thought needed to change in my external environment to be happy. Yeah, he totally did. I remember that's what like uh, kind of shocked me about coaching because you started doing coaching before me and I saw the change, guys. I was like, oh, she's just excited from this <laughs> time she got spent with a bunch of people socializing, <laughs> you know. But um, it like lasted. It la- Lasting change came and I, I was just like so taken aback. I was like, I need to look more into this coaching because, wow, yeah. you know, and then I did. And it, I'm even more surprised after going through it myself with this process. Yeah, and it's something you, you don't have to, you don't have to do it alone. And, you know, for you, if you feel like you are in this phase of wintering or if you're just kind of thinking about what it may look like for you the next time you have some period where you feel like it makes, makes sense to rest, I mean, it could be, a wintering could be anything, right? It could be a day, it could be a weekend, it could be a period of time. Um, but what I think is the most important is your self-talk during your wintering. So we've we've talked about how it rest is necessary, and you know I want to offer this idea that it actually doesn't have to be earned. You don't have to work hard to earn your rest. It kind of still feels a little new to me at times, <laughs> that idea, yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, if we're nice to ourselves during any restorative or recovering period, we can get into this space of self-discovery that is just incredible. And I think another fun thing to think about, you guys, is that rest is creative, this idea that, like, what if a lot of our creativity is stemming from periods of rest you know that's cool it's so cool so cool I, I remember in the just interject here in the burnout book I read um they they're like they reminded me that hey if you're going to exercise like we think that exercise is like what helps us get stronger it's kind of along with the get hit by a car thing from earlier but um the exercise is actually what it kind of breaks things down right and then things grow back stronger Mm. when you're resting Mm -hmm. and they're like they were talking about sleep and getting enough sleep and they said if you're not planning on sleeping enough then you might actually do more damage to your body by exercising than you would by not exercising at all Mm -hmm. and that you need to like if you are exercising to get stronger like make sure that rest is built in otherwise it's just kind of breaking your body down over time yeah and when you're resting you know if you have a hard time with your self-talk while you're resting think about what you would say to a dear friend or to your kid because it will there are people I actually did a poll on this and um, I think like 90% like 92% of the people that responded said that when they even when they do rest it's not always restorative because they are feeling guilty about taking you know taking that time but I will say if you can get yourself talk to a space or a place where you are nice to yourself then that creativity um, and opening up your mind to um, idea generation and what it is that you want to create for your future when you can do that without the fear the shame or the guilt I think it will blow you away what comes to you 
And I, I feel like it's such a, I've always felt so connected to the spirit too. I feel like it's when I've cleared out the fear and the shame and the guilt, that's when I am the most open to, you know, getting inspiration from the spirit as well. Yeah, that's, that's good. Cause I remember I just used to assume that if I was feeling guilty, that maybe the spirit just wasn't with me that much. Mm-hmm. But like realizing that there's this human organ, physical piece of my body that's a part of the equation and that I can actually create guilt with my own thoughts mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily the spirit being there or not being there, mm-hmm. at, right? Like that was huge for me. <laughs> yeah, being able to separate that out is so impactful. And I love thinking about how this creativity, like being on this creative plane can be directed towards our marriages because you know, marriages just aren't one size fits all. And I think sometimes, you know, sometimes I have clients come to me and they're like, well, like it's, I'm a bad person because I don't think about my marriage the way that you do, you know, I'm like, but we're not in the same marriage here, you know? And so when we can just get clean and like loving and, you know, just take the fear, the shame and the guilt out of things, then we can use that creative space to decide powerfully what we want for our lives and for our marriage and not feel guilt around it. So I wanted to just kind of give you a few ideas and Danny, please chime in, um, about how, what, like, you know, when we're in comparison or confusion, what that can sound like. I think the biggest thing is some version of like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to do. I just don't know. What do you hear a lot? Um, what do I hear? Or what do you say to yourself a lot? I mean, this is something I'm still working on, but I'm doing better than ever. Um, I've, you know, been building my business the last few years, and um, and I've been allowing myself to rest more than I ever did before when I was working as a dentist or as a student all those mm-hmm. however many decades I was a student <laughs> becoming a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's important, and I think what I would say here is just to speak to my guys for a second. I, I just want to throw this in: is um, this is really applicable to your goals for quitting porn? Okay, if that's what you're going for, then I mean, just think of all the times that you've kind of used that hustle burnout cycle. That is, I mean, that's one of the things that I see so much with guys mm-hmm. I work with. is It's not like they're not hardworking or they don't have enough willpower. They've got mm-hmm. plenty of willpower and they're putting in plenty of effort, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about how we direct this and how we manage our energy along the way. And, um, and an important part of this process is learning a new pattern, a different one that's different than the hustle burnout, hustle burnout, right? Where you might be able to get more in tune with your body and your brain and where it's at to the point where rather than just like kill yourself off till you're at a point that you just, you know, there's nothing else for you to do but your habitual turn to porn or whatever your habit is, right? You can learn some new skills here that help you to address those those sort of quote-unquote problems that you're solving with porn in those moments address them in a different way, right? And that's part of what you need to do to um, to eliminate porn from your life is what 
are you using porn for in those situations and how do we address those things in a different way maybe a more natural organic way a way that actually leaves you refreshed and rejuvenated after a way Mm -hmm. that builds you instead of just kind of makes you feel like it's rest but actually is tearing you down just a little bit more yeah and I think it kind of I mean when we did our grounding episodes we talked about how almost anything can be grounding and all of the cliche grounding things can not be grounding if your mind isn't there with you right and so it's kind of the same when we think about rest or like when like where your brain is is really your brain and your mind is is really impactful and that's why you know having a coach can be so helpful um and then you know for my for my women you know we may not be hustling um around like porn stuff but we're still a lot of times i notice that we still hustle for our worth in other ways whether it's having a clean house or the body that we want or the body that we think we need to have um you know just a lot of stuff around motherhood the kids having all the things or the kids getting to all the things all the typical things um that we do you know i had a client last night that i was working with and she's like well if my husband helps me too much then that reflects poorly on me like he he makes dinners and she was feeling so guilty because her husband makes dinners she's like i'm not doing enough and then she said she goes and hides so that he can't and not and she purposely like wouldn't make eye contact with him because she didn't want him to ask her what else he could do to help right she didn't want to feel useless because she was kind of associating her worth or her value with what she does but i think we are all bringing so much more to the table that we recognize and you know keeping kids alive is a big deal (laughs) and so if we can just adjust and find our own minimum baselines where we're like you know what we're alive that's good or whatever that needs to be for you i think it can really really be helpful so um in the burnout book they uh they call that sort of mentality human giver syndrome and what they say is, what if it's okay to just be a human being instead of a human giver and human giver syndrome, right? Yeah. Like, what if it's okay to just be a human and learn how to be instead of take on the identity of, no, I must be a giver or else, right? right? Like, and uh, I, I like that a lot, be a human being. And then I was just going to say, like, we do have a podcast uh, that we did last year called real self-care is different than what you think it is and this is uh episode number 21 if you want to go look for it where we we do kind of offer some specific ideas on ways to um to rest or Mm -hmm. and whatnot right but today what we're kind of going for is let's look at like Lindsay said like you can talk about different ways to rest all day long but if your mentality isn't even allowing you to let that thing be restful then Mm -hmm. it it can sabotage pretty much any activity or any rest that you're going for right yeah yeah so if you can relate to any of this it's totally normal because a lot of us have been conditioned to you know find our validation in the things that we do and in movement and in constantly moving and so you know to make some really quick changes, it could be, you know, if we're in this I don't know space, we can just add some little qualifiers to our I don't know thinking because everything starts with our thinking. So oh, instead I of, like this a lot. So instead of just saying, I don't know, <coughs> what if we just say, I don't know yet, okay? Or I don't know and I'm figuring it out. 
I don't know right now, and that's okay. I don't know, and I'm in this and committed until I do know. So, and it's then not. one of my favorites is if I did know, because a lot of times we do know, you guys, the answers are inside. We just aren't willing to sit and pause long enough to get those answers. And so I love just saying, if I did know, then blank. Okay, so that those are some quick ways to kind of get you out of that, um, you know, that I don't know headspace. This um, is something that uh, I had a client who finished recently, and he kind of wrote his review testimonial thing for me, and mm-hmm. and that's something he said. He's like, he's like, I what I learned. One of the things I learned in this program is that all the answers I needed were maybe with me all along, just kind of underneath the surface and mm-hmm. but this like helped me to bring those out and that's part of what I love about that uh, if I did know what would it be and that, that's yeah. such a great question to ask a client to yeah. or ask yourself in these situations where you feel stumped like just mm-hmm. pretend for a second and you, you'll be surprised when you let your brain have that option of maybe knowing mm-hmm. you'll be surprised what it comes up with yeah I mean we are here to help you clear the smoke so you can see what's already there. So taking the time to pause, sit, rest, and intentionally manage your mind is the key to unlock the deeper knowing that's already there. So whether you're you know, resting just to rest or discover more about yourself or um, you know, open up to more creativity in your life or just get clearer so you can make some powerful, loving decisions about your future, be nice to yourself. Let your sitting time be restorative. It does not start with a hammock or a soft bed or a nice bath. It starts with your brain. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys who want more control over your habits, right? Like every guy that comes to me pretty much, they want more control over their habits, right? They want to create a change in their life. And that requires power. And the more strength that you have as part of the equation, Mm-hmm. the more it's going to help you out, For right? Sure. And that's where this idea of rest is so important because it, it literally does make you stronger when you let your mind be aligned about it and you get a little bit more intentional about mm-hmm. doing things that really really are restorative. Mm-hmm. Like sitting and watching Netflix isn't always restful because it actually is stimulating your mind a whole bunch, right? So... So if that's like when you go to rest things, which I do that sometimes in excess, <laughs> and <laughs> um, and then afterward I just don't feel that rested, right? But do you let yourself have those actual quiet moments where your mind really does get to rest and your body truly does get to be rejuvenated, restored, right? So Love it. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you, and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.